Welcome to Kids Considered, where two pediatricians discuss children's health topics of interest to parents in a podcast with new subjects considered every episode. I'm Dr. Lena Vanderlist. And I'm Dr. Dean Blumberg. And we're both pediatricians at UC Davis Children's Hospital in Sacramento, California. Let's hear about this episode's topic. Hi, I'm Ewa, and I'm seven years old. I have a question for you. I really want to get my ears pierced, but my parents won't let me. I'm a little bit nervous, but I want to know, when's the right time to get your ears pierced? What age and what do I need to know? So this is a pretty common issue. I mean, ear piercing is really common, right? Oh, yeah. So in the United States, more than 80% of girls and women have their ears pierced. I'm really kind of surprised that it's not closer to 100%. These are older girls, right? Like teenagers? Well, more than 70% get their ears pierced before 19 years of age, but some get it done really shortly after birth. And ear piercing is less common in boys and men, right? Yeah, that's right. So ear piercing is less common in men, but they definitely still get their ears pierced. So about 10% of men have pierced ears, and that's a rough estimate. So why do people get pierced ears? What's the best age to have this done? What about complications? I mean, I'm familiar with the uh, ear piercing site possibly getting infected, but I've also heard that pierced ears may result in allergies. Are there benefits to pierced ears? Lots of questions. Very good ones. So let's slow down and address all of these piercing issues. Okay, so let's start with why. What's the motivation? Is it just like an aesthetic thing? Is it a fashion statement? Well, sure. Sometimes it's just because they like it. They, you know, it's an accessory. They think it looks good. Mm -hmm. And when did ear piercing start? Is this a recent trend? No, ear piercing has been around for a long time. Take a guess how long people have been piercing their ears. I'm not sure. I remember when I was was growing up, many of my friends' mothers had clip-on earrings. And so then I was thinking it was catching on like in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, that's a good point. Have you ever worn a clip-on earring before? Really? (laughs) What do you think? Probably not, but probably haven't worn any earrings, let alone clip-on earrings. Um, But if I've worn them and they're really uncomfortable, they like squeeze your earlobe, they're painful. And if you don't want it to fall off, then it's like as if, you know, someone's pinching your ear really hard. Well, ears are sensitive, so that sounds really uncomfortable. So the pierced earrings, they're more comfortable then. Mm-hmm. But let's get back to when ear piercing first started. So definitely not the 60s. It's been going on actually for more than 5,000 years. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed. That's even older than me. <laughs> <laughs> not by much. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> throughout history, it's not just women who have their ears pierced. I remember it was a um, it was trendy for men to get their ears pierced, maybe in the 70s or 80s, in the U.S. at least. Yeah, in the United States. But 500 years ago, sailors often had their ears pierced to celebrate their first crossing of the equator. Well, shiver me timbers. I didn't know that. <laughs> so we're getting a bit far from the main topic of kids and ear piercing. So let's weigh the anchor and hoist the mizzen and move on. Okay, yo yeah, You're really getting, uh, <laughs> you're really getting um, nautical. Uh-huh. So let's talk about um, babies then. All right. Sounds good. 
So I'm used to teens getting their ears pierced, but what, what about babies? It's often cultural in babies. So for example, ear piercing is routine for female infants in Latin cultures. I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. In some Latin countries, the ears are pierced in the hospital before the baby is even discharged. Interesting. I didn't realize that it was done in the hospital. Why, why is this? Where does this practice come from? It's been going on for years, and it's a common expectation within families going from generation to generation. Are there other cultures where it's common for babies to have their ears pierced? Yeah, in Africa, in the Middle East, in India, and we can talk more about India later because we should discuss some interesting beliefs about health benefits that may result from ear piercing. Okay, so babies often get their ears pierced for cultural reasons. What about older children? Older children, like toddlers, it's more difficult because you would have to hold them down for a medical procedure. So that is a less common age for ear piercing. Then what is the best age for older kids? I mean, personally, and a lot of us would say the best age is when they want it done and they're able to ask for it and they're able to take care of it on their own. That makes sense. So let's talk about some of the complications that may occur with ear piercing, because I know some parents are concerned about complications. And I'm sure you're concerned as the infection expert. (laughs) So tell us what can happen. Yeah. So, I mean, you're piercing the ear, right? You're breaking the skin. And so that can result in infection at that site. It's, It's not common. When does it occur? Is it at the time of piercing or is it later on? So the most common time is at the time of piercing. There's an increased risk if the piercing is performed with poor sterile technique. Mm, Don't like to think about that. No, but pierced ears can also become infected right after the procedure if the site is not kept clean. So it may be that it was done right, but maybe the child or parent didn't take care of it um, and didn't keep it clean. And most of those infections would be due to a skin bacteria, like a staph infection? Yeah, so right. So most infections um, at ear piercing sites are easy to treat with topical antibiotics. Although more serious infections can also occur. Yeah, so you can even get an abscess. um, You can get tissue invasion causing cellulitis. And these may need um, oral antibiotics or even like drainage of the abscess. Another complication is scarring. So the earlobe might form something called a keloid, which is like a big hypertrophied or or large scar overgrowth. Mm -hmm. And this is more common in African-Americans or with those whose families have a history of keloid formation. Mm -hmm. And they're difficult to treat. So if it runs in your family, you may want to reconsider getting your ears pierced. Mm -hmm. What about allergies? So nickel may be used in jewelry, and this is a common trigger for allergic contact dermatitis, which you can see a rash not only at the piercing site, but also like spread throughout the ear and the skin. So we want to avoid piercing with any jewelry that contains nickel. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about the risks to younger children? Well, if the earring falls off, then of course it's a small you know, small items so they could swallow it or aspirate it, ending up in the in the airway. So that could cause coughing or, or wheezing. And some parents and doctors recommend waiting until the children are over four years of age because this risk of aspiration would be lower in an older child. I've also heard of special earring backs. 
Well, yeah, a lot of earrings, all earrings pretty much have a back, but there's these special screw-on ones that lock in place that would be really hard for a child, a young child, to unfasten. There's one more potential complication that we should talk about. Mm -hmm. And that would be the earring being accidentally pulled out that results in trauma to the ear. So this could be a laceration and the site should be cleaned and maybe even repaired if it's severe. Depending on their activity level and behavior, you want to consider safe earring choices like studs rather than hoops or dangly earrings. And maybe remove the earrings during some activities like sports. Yeah, definitely. That's a great idea. So back in the day, kids used to get their ears pierced in department stores and then at the mall with piercing guns. Is this still recommended practice? (laughs) That's where I got mine pierced, with a piercing gun at the mall. At the mall. Um, Uh (laughs) Some people think that piercing guns don't have a very good reputation because they've been associated with a higher risk of tissue damage or sort of lopsided piercings. Why is that? I mean, the piercing guns should be automated and do a good job, right? Yeah, but in the wrong hands, the spring-loaded guns may be too forceful and could actually embed the earring inside the earlobe. Oh, that sounds like it would hurt. Yeah. And the backing of the earring can become embedded and the pressure may damage the earlobe, leading to inflammation. Wow. So then it would need to be removed. Right. And it may not be the guns themselves, but the people with less experience may tend to be using them. So it's best to go to someone who's experienced, right? And it's especially important for babies who might not hold still. We want to make sure that it's done carefully, that the holes are symmetric and even. And so some pediatricians might even offer this in their office. And they use a medical ear piercing gun. Uh, For older kids, sometimes you go to like a tattoo parlor or may still go to a mall. Mm -hmm. So that makes sense because the tattoo parlors, I mean, they've got experience with needles. Mm -hmm. And hopefully sanitary technique because they have to be, you know, approved. So if listeners want more information about tattoo parlors or tattoos, listen to our tattoo episode where we talked about how to choose the best and safest way to choose a tattoo parlor. Yeah, that goes way back from our podcasting experience because that was our very first podcast episode. Very first podcast. That's right. So before piercing, a disinfectant should be applied to the earlobe to minimize the risk of infection. Definitely. And we already talked about that we want nickel-free metal, such as gold post earrings, um, inserted. Um, But sometimes um, people use medical-grade titanium or medical-grade plastic. We're not using earrings with nickel to avoid that sensitization and that contact allergy that we talked about. Then rubbing alcohol or hydrogen peroxide is applied to the area twice a day for a month to decrease the risk of infection. And after piercing, earrings are left in place for four to six weeks, gently rotating them every day. And then after that time, they can be replaced. Okay, so what about the benefits of pierced ears? Well, we've talked about the cultural significance and tradition associated. So the fitting in and belonging to the culture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like we talked about with tattoos, pierced ears may result in a feeling of empowerment, making kids more comfortable with their body image and giving them self-confidence if it's something that they, you know, desire and want. So all of these things are very important. And then there's Ayurvedic 
medicine. We talked about this before. Uh huh. Yeah, we talked about Ayurveda during our complementary and alternative medicine episodes. Yep, and it's a traditional Hindu system of medicine, which is based on the idea of balance in bodily systems and uses diet, herbal treatments, and yoga breathing. It originated in India on the subcontinent and is now practiced as alternative medicine all over the world, like we mentioned. So how does Ayurveda view ear piercings? So they think that piercing helps with correct brain development by connecting the right and the left hemispheres of the brain. Interesting. So this would result in piercing the ears at an early age to obtain this benefit. Mm -hmm. And they also think that piercing helps with hearing and eyesight. So those are both important senses. And that the earlobe is an important area for reproductive health and may help with healthy menstrual cycles for females and sperm production in males. So parents would want these um, benefits regardless of gender. And it's also believed to enhance healthy digestion and reduce the risk of obesity. So that's a lot of that's a lot of benefits. So you can see how ear piercing can be really a strong tradition for many cultures and especially those where ayurvedic medicine is practiced. But it's important that we acknowledge that the actual data does not obviously show that any of these things are actually related to having your ears pierced, but it is a cultural belief system. For us who practice western medicine, we don't have any data for all those. Exactly. So let's summarize today's main points about pierced ears. So pierced ears are very common. In some cultures, it's totally the norm for babies to have their ears pierced shortly after birth. Whereas in others, this commonly occurs in older childhood or teen years. Ear piercing is generally very safe. Complications are not common, but they do include infection, allergic reactions, swallowing or aspiration of the earring or the back, especially in young children, and possible scarring. After initial ear piercing, keep the site clean, apply rubbing alcohol or hydrogen peroxide twice a day, and make sure you're rotating the earring for four to six weeks. Avoid earrings made with nickel. And make sure to choose someone who's experienced with ear piercing in children specifically. This may be at a doctor's office, the mall, or a jeweler or a tattoo parlor. We'd like to thank pediatrician Dr. Tanya Altman, and she's at Calabasas Pediatrics Wellness Center. She reviewed this episode, but Dr. Lena and I take full responsibility for any errors or misinformation. So we've done some heavy episodes recently, but this is a little lighter. So I think I can end this one with a joke, right? What do you call a bear without an ear? I'm not sure. B. Oh. B without the (laughs) E-A-R. That's not very funny. (laughs) Okay, well... Uh, well, I was I was due for one that wasn't very yeah, funny. Yeah, that's true. You've been on a on a roll lately with the jokes. How I was, I don't know. I was a preteen when I wanted to get when I first asked to get my ears pierced and I grew up in San Diego, so Southern California. We were living there and we took the Amtrak on a family trip up to San Francisco, the train. And in San Francisco in Union Square, Uh, My mom finally let me get my ears pierced, and it was at Claire's, which I think they may have changed their name, which is like a 
kids jewelry store that did ear piercing where you think about like an experienced person. I'm sure it was like a teenager with a nail gun or whatever with the ear piercing gun. And um, so that was my experience with ear piercing. When I was in college, I wanted to get my ear pierced. And um, my father said, you can't get your ear pierced because if you get your ear pierced, then you're you're not going to get into medical school. Mm. And so I didn't get my ear pierced. And then I went to medical school and then I told my father, I want to get my ear pierced. And he said, you can't get your ear pierced because if you get your ear pierced, then people discriminate against you and you won't get into a good training program, a residency program. So I didn't get my ear pierced. And then in residency, I said I wanted to get my ear pierced, and my father said, well, you're not going to get into a good fellowship program for infectious diseases. And so I got into the fellowship program, um, and then... (laughs) And and then I got my ear pierced. So Dr. Dean's just showing us his his ear piercing, which, to be honest, after working together for over three years now, I've never seen an earring in that ear. Well, I don't wear one anymore because my wife doesn't like it. <laughs> Since that she didn't like having the ear, the ear pierced. But I went down, I was in Boston at the time. I went to Filene's, the department store, because that was like the standard thing to do back then. And, you know, you go up to the jewelry counter and they would like pierce your ear. For, I can't remember. It was like $5 or something. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Well, I think we need to get a screenshot and uh, show it to our listeners. <laughs> That wraps up this episode of Kids Considered. You can find more information on our website, kidsconsidered.ucdavis.edu. Follow us on Twitter at Kids Considered. And Instagram at Kids Considered. If you have feedback on this show or topics you would like us to discuss in the future, we would love to hear from you. Please call us. Our number is 916-915-3388. Or email us at kidsconsidered at gmail.com. Please rate us on iTunes or wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us for our next podcast. Kids Considered is sponsored by UC Davis Children's Hospital.